It's season six of the Oroch Digital How to Make a Video Game Podcast. In this episode, we're talking streaming. Because I'd kind of fallen out of love with video games um, and I wanted to fall back in love with them again. And that was how I decided to do it. And the next day I'd have a few more viewers and I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually really fun. And it just escalated and... So streaming for you is actually a way back into games. That's interesting. I never thought to hear that angle. That's really cool. Yeah, Unravel 2, we like, <laughs> screamed at. Um. The Spectrum Retreat, we were like, <laughs> yeah. no, what is this? Hey, Galaxy. Hey. We've got a super exciting episode today. We've got not just one, but two guests. And we're going to be looking all about live streaming games and how to get into streaming games for a living. This is cool. Um, this is something that whilst I, I, I do watch, I occasionally watch streaming and whatnot and, and let's plays and things. Uh, I'm not quite a dinosaur yet, but <laughs> it's things like streaming that just go, oh, wow. It's, it's a reminder of how games, they, they didn't used to be like this. Yeah, I mean, they they weren't online like this, but the experience of streaming for me, especially because I'm lucky that quite a few of my friends stream, reminded me of playing games with my siblings when you're young with your cousins and you're mm. just like, one person playing, the others chatting, what about go over here and try this? And it's that sort of experience. And coming back to what we talked about in previous episodes about, you know, COVID and, and how do we spend time with each other at times like this? Um, I think streaming has been really good for that. And like I said, when my friends are streaming, I get to watch them and chat to them on chat. And it's like seeing them still. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's helped a lot with that. And I think a lot of people find find streaming does that for them. Yeah, you're dead right. Like streaming is, is incredibly sociable. And again, in, in strange times such as this, these kind of things have given people such platform mm. to either <laughs> begin stream, streaming themselves or to just look up a, a game they used to play maybe because they found it again during lockdown. All of a sudden, they find themselves, you know, uh, awash with many, many streamers of their favorite game. I think in this particular episode, I make mention of, um, of The Sims, and I had hmm. no idea that that had such a huge community behind it. Why would it not have a community behind yeah. it? It's a hugely popular series, and streaming is just great for stuff like this. Yeah, so we've got um, two streamers, um, a part-time one, a full-time streamer, Sears and Grimm. They're going to talk about their experiences and how you could get into streaming and give you some top tips um, as well for that. Sears and Grimm sounds like uh, a badass 80s double act, doesn't it? <laughs> They're a pretty badass double act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Let's hit it. Jem, I remember uh, the time, the days, the years, the moment in my life where uh, cheap books, um, magazines chat and banter on the playground with friends this was like the only avenue of of talking about games mm. uh swapping game cartridges you know swap swap need need all that kind of stuff yeah um wheeler dealing with cartridges that was cool back in the day <laughs> and and eventually this new ww dot thing came around in the late 90s and 2000s um where all of a sudden gaming was far more accessible and here we are 20 years later where by now people are playing games streamers as you were are performing these incredible feats of prowess of gaming prowess how has that happened <laughs> yeah i think it's a really uh, interesting transition to go from like yeah watching people play games and, and initially people were like didn't understand it but you watch people play sports it's exactly the same you watch people 
uh, personality wise or you watch them for the skills or just you know to be part of the community and um, i think it's really nice and positive way for people to enjoy games and with that said we are joined by two esteemed guests again on the pod today care to introduce yeah, so we've got uh, Grim and Sis. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves? Grim first. Uh, hi, my name is Grim. I'm a variety streamer over on Twitch. I'm a Twitch affiliate. I've been streaming since about March 2019. Uh, I just recently reached 2,500 followers on Twitch, mm. which is awesome. And yeah, I actually wrote my dissertation about the modern ways in which we consume video games via YouTube and Twitch. So it's kind of fun that my whole like life has turned into that um because i at the time when i wrote my dissertation i didn't i didn't get it and sis yeah so hi my name is sis i've been streaming for six years wow. about five of those have been full time i got partnered about four years ago twitch is a very different place back then um and yeah i stream monday to friday playing pretty much everything and everything like anything Mm. everything and everything (laughs) (laughs) um today's episode yeah we're gonna be looking at like um the different kinds of streaming that you can do and then first steps of how to get into it and yeah some advice if if it's something that you want to do or just something that you're curious about because we've got um yeah a lot of different experiences of streaming to discuss on the on the show um so like how do you start getting into streaming i think I, i guess this would be a good place to start um, was it something that you just you just did on the fly as as a bit of fun, bit of pastime, and you you saw the popularity begin to mount, and then you started to focus all your energy and attention onto it? Was it an organic um, growth, or did you think, no, that's what I'm going to do? It's cool, and I'm going to build something from that. How did you get into it? Um, well, I've always loved video games, like ever since I was about eight, and got the Sega Mega Drive and whatnot. But um... I think it it was 2014, and I was playing WoW, and uh, my boyfriend, World World of Warcraft, (laughs) yes. Um, My boyfriend, uh, I wanted to like play with my boyfriend, and we couldn't play at the right times. And he was like, "Why don't you join this site called Twitch, and you'll find like-minded people, and just be able to like play WoW together?" And I'm like, "Okay." So I started streaming had no idea what twitch was just thought oh i'll just be able to meet people and i had no idea why anyone would want to watch my stream and then like a few people started coming in and then the next day i'd have a couple more viewers and the next day i'd have a few more viewers and i'm like oh okay this is actually really fun and it just escalated and i quit my job within six months um that's amazing just because i yeah i was i was unhappy with my job anyway but um, I was like, I'll just focus on Twitch for a little bit, but like between jobs, and I've never actually gone back. So yeah, that's really cool. It's com- it's completely different for me. Um, I actually started Twitch because I wanted to get through my back catalogue of games, and I've ended up playing The Sims mostly, which is not in my back catalogue, and is a game that I've been playing since <laughs> since I can remember. Um, but I just decided to get into it just to try and play play more games, essentially because I'd kind of fallen out of love with video games um, and I wanted to fall back in love with them again. And that was how I decided to do it. But I'm still part-time and I still have my full-time job and I stream part-time during the week. So streaming for you is actually a way back into games. That's interesting. I never thought to hear that angle. That's really cool. Yeah, I just I, I just got to a point where I was so oversaturated with video games, like working in the video games industry. I was just like swamped with them constantly. And I just, I think it was like when I 
when I did English literature at A-level, I fell out of love with reading and I didn't yeah. pick up a book for years after I finished my A-levels. And it's kind of been the same with getting a career in games. But I'm back in love with games now. It's all good. Don't worry. We're okay. That's really good. Yeah, I had something similar, obviously, working in games. It means it's hard to sort of switch off from that if games is what you do for fun and also for work. Whenever I was playing a game, I'd be thinking about it marketing-wise or, like, the, the trends and, you know, things are going on to social. It's hard to separate that. So it's, it's good that streaming was able to... Yeah, help you come back to it in, in a in a nice way again. I will say as well. So this is like we're talking about ways to get into streaming, and um, I guess I would call you guys like self-employed streamers or like individual streamers. But there are some other ways that you could stream for a job if that's something that you wanted. So um, I obviously stream for our studio or at digital. Um, so that is that is one way that you could do it. It wouldn't be a whole job, but like part of it, if it's something you really want to do, that's like an avenue you could approach. Um, if you work for a public games publisher or a studio, you can be community management or marketing. So you can use streaming then to show off your game, do you show off your game at events. It's a way to get cool guests on and interview them. Um, and another way is I've, I've previously worked for like gaming media outlets as well. So then you'd stream again to show off games, interview devs and stuff like that. So we're going to be mainly focusing on sort of individual streaming, but those are two other avenues. If it's something you think you'd want to do a bit of, but wouldn't want to do all the time. Um, yeah, that's another another few ways that it's, it's something you could look at doing. Yeah, Gemini uh, once streamed quite consistently over one of our last pl- workplaces <laughs> and we got spooked by games that weren't horror games. Yeah, Unravel 2, we like <laughs> screamed at. Um, the spectrum retreat we were like no <laughs> what is this oh i screamed at that did it you was, yeah. definitely got horror elements to it well, that's, isn't it because we just oh. weren't sure if someone was going to turn up we did massively scream and then it's like a standing still mannequin yeah. and it's like oh cringe that was doing, scary doing that scream in a, in a busy office as well <laughs> can hear it. like they were all like press their faces up against the glass after you'd scream and you'd be like don't look at me i'm so embarrassed um so like when you're starting out with so let's say the first steps that you would take to become a streamer like do you would you have been watching streamers at that point and have a good idea as to what kit and and bits and pieces that you'd need to make it happen uh do you come up with the idea first of what sort of streamer you want to be um well i don't i still don't know what kind of streamer i want to be <laughs> um I think with my experience, obviously, I had no idea what Twitch was. I didn't really, I watched a few streams, um, but still didn't really understand it. So for me, if I was to do this now, I think because Twitch is so much larger and like, I'm sure it's, it's more of a household name now than it was six years ago. So if people are starting out, I would reckon they would probably be watching streams regularly, kind of know sort of like the equipment and stuff you need to make a successful stream but yeah no I started with like one monitor I had chat up on my phone um I've actually got my first ever stream up on YouTube and it's just it's just a massive cringe fest like I don't, <laughs> I don't talk to anyone I'm so nervous and yeah I'd just be looking at the chat and if I see someone come in I'll be like oh my gosh I'd have to like compose myself for a moment how, how did you like, get past those initial nerves did you have to practice is it just something that came with time yeah, it's just time, really. It's just if you keep doing something that makes you scared enough, hopefully you'll um, <laughs> overcome that. And, um, you just you do. You do get used to it and more comfortable. When people come in each day and you get to know people, it's like it does turn into just going and like seeing like some of your friends and whatnot. So I guess that's that's one really really important point right from the off. Then is that if you enter something and you're not particularly confident and quite self-conscious about yourself being in front of a mic or camera or something 
Um, I'm not saying streaming is the way to go, but certainly it offers a platform whereby you can overcome a lot of those um, anxieties and whatnot. So you mentioned that um, initial YouTube uh, stream, which which you have available. I've, I've got to check that out. So it's I've 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 I kind of think that's quite humbling to have that available because you can see the the birth of something from where you were to where you are now, and you can see that growth. You can see how you've grown as a person, and that's all down to yeah. streaming. And I think that's utterly brilliant. It's uh, I, <laughs> yeah. You guys need to go and watch it. It's it's only about thirty minutes. I didn't clip the whole thing, but um, I've yeah, watched just, some of it. It's, it's so sweet. <laughs> I always think if anyone wants to start out, please don't go into it thinking I'm going to be a success overnight and okay. I'm going to be able to quit my job and do this full time after like even six months. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um. I think I was one of the lucky ones. I was, like I said, six years ago was completely different. There was hardly any streamers six years ago and it was really easy to grow. Um, But now like you need to really be unique or bring something that kind of no one else is doing at the moment. If you really do want to grow. Yeah. I I remember going to, oh gosh, it must've been 2010, 2011. Um, I went to a Sonic the Hedgehog fan convention in Western Supermare and And it was everything you'd imagine it to be. Um, And they were doing a live stream of the event and I just didn't get it. I just didn't understand that uh, people were kind of huddling around a laptop. Someone was kind of talking into a laptop. I was thinking, well, we're all here. Like I'm, I'm from a different generation. So it's like, well, we're all here. You've got to be here to enjoy it. But yet they were gathering around and cracking jokes and there were kind of uh, initial ideas of memes developing and you know it was all very fun and bantery that that came from like they had a community first like when you when you start off with something like this you mentioned that you want to get into it and, and not think about you know the end game initially how detrimental do you think that could be if you just went into it and say right yeah i've got a great idea it's going to be absolutely amazing it's going to split the market apart like if you go into it with that kind of idea do you think that could be two steps back before you've even turned your microphone on yeah i mean i wouldn't if you've especially if you've invested like some people go in and be like right i want the best microphone to start i want the best camera like three monitors like a big massive gaming chair green screen all of this like and it might not pay off do you know what i mean it might your stream that doesn't guarantee success um mm-hmm. like i said even if you had the most unique ideas just trying to market yourself like how if you're browsing twitch right now what makes you as a viewer want to click on your stream and how do you find those people like other you have to think of other outlets as well youtube is a great way to get discovered or um even twitter instagram stuff like that like you really need to be paying attention to other sites because how because twitch browsing system it's not the easiest because it's obviously going from viewers high to low so it's kind of like the bigger getting Mm -hmm. bigger and the small are kind of getting lost within the crowd so you really do need to stand out on other platforms i feel sorry yeah you need to definitely follow the trends of your streams as well like if you figure something is working for you then like carry on doing that um it might be that like i know there's a lot of people that have started you know focusing on one game and that's also a way that youtube channels are successful like anything that focuses on one thing that has one target audience tends to do better than something that focuses on many things which is like as a variety streamer i could never just focus on one thing like i love the sims but i'd get burnt out on the sims if i stream that consistently so i'm trying to build a name for myself as a variety streamer so when i do my variety streams 
I I see my trends. I see what does better and what does worse. I see what be- does better on which days and what does worse on which days. And you kind of have to find, figure out your placement in the Twitch ca- category as well. So like, don't go in and like expect playing Fortnite is going to get you any viewers because you're going to get completely smothered by everybody else. Like, mm. try and find games that have got a lot of following, a lot of viewers, but not many people streaming in that category as well. Um, it's all it's all about juggling. It's not about going in playing your favorite game consistently and then playing some other favorite games and like hoping that's going to work out for the best. Like having a good camera and a good mic and stuff is all really like it's good, but it's not the most important thing. And I would probably say that having a decent mic over a decent webcam is probably yeah your main starting point as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, most Sound- people lurk. And that's like, mm-hmm. say, if they're working on one screen and got you up in the other, they don't want a awful mic in their ear. Yeah, mm. exactly. But yeah, there's just a, there's a whole load of things to take into account. And yeah, you can't expect success. When I started out, I was like, I'm just going to do this for fun, do it for my back catalog. And I've grown a community and um, I've met loads of other streamers and I've actually really enjoyed it. And I didn't get Twitch even when I started streaming on Twitch I was still like I don't really understand why this is a thing but now I get it that's fine I understand it now <laughs> that's really good so you mentioned um your community both you've got really lovely communities haven't you um how do you go about starting that and like why is it important and also like could you talk a bit about mods because I think that's quite important for like uh, new streamers to to think about yeah well my community uh are nice to other people, not so nice to me. Um, <laughs> that just tends to be the Same. vibe. <laughs> that just tends to be the vibe, like they're very welcoming to new people that come in and then they'll just trash me in the comments. But that's fine. It's all <laughs> it's all done with love, I'm sure. Um, and the same with mods. Mods are the people that you can <laughs> have that back and forth with and be mean to back when they're mean to you. But don't do that with other viewers. Do that with your mods. But your mods are very important because they keep the peace in your chat and they make sure that everything is how you want it to be like your chat is a reflection on you um if you're allowing like slurs and people being horrible and bullying people in your chat then that's a bad reflection on you that just Mm -hmm. says that you don't really care who's in your chat you just want the people in your chat yeah and you, you need to be really picky with who you allow to stick around because you you don't want to allow someone in there who is just offending people and it's the only way you're going to have a nice community is by having nice people in it, basically. That's a really, really important point, by the way. But at what point do you introduce that set of house rules? Like, I, I guess you have to have, you know, uh, some degree of a community before you can introduce something like that. But as you say, if you don't introduce those things, it just becomes the Wild West. And yeah. nobody wants to be in amongst that kind of atmosphere where just people are slamming people for mm-hmm. next to nothing, you know. At the start. Yeah, I've had zero tolerance from the start. Like I always say about numbers and stuff, like quantity, uh, quality over quantity. Like I would rather have ten loyal viewers than one thousand awful toxic viewers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. If you don't start it off from the beginning, then when you start to introduce those rules, it it could get a bit messy. So I've had them there from the beginning. I also had a problem where I made like literally everyone I knew a mod. <laughs> and my yeah. my chat was like a, a, just a wall of mod badges. And I had to eventually demod people, unmod people, unmod people. Um, <laughs> and that was quite awkward to do because I had to be like, I have to unmod some of you. Um, I'm really sorry. It's nothing personal. But um, 
yeah you can you can start off your twitch chat with like i don't know i guess i started with my partner as one of my first mods because he was going to be around and like your chat is quite quiet at the beginning um so i would always like try and balance like the amount of mods you have to the amount of chatters you usually have as well so like don't go overboard with your yeah. mods um because it again it it doesn't look it doesn't look good to new people if all of your people in your chat are mods. And yeah, it's quite. It can be quite intimidating. Yeah, for new people, I think. And you gotta make sure your tr- your mods are people that you know quite well and you trust. Yeah, um, a lot of my mods now are um, people I have met in real life or people I have spoken to a lot online and trust a lot. It's it's super important that you trust and know these people because especially when you've got like a really busy stream with like so much going on, they you can't have people saying, Oh, do I time this person out? Do mm-hmm. I know your rules? Like they need to know yeah. exactly what I would be thinking. If someone comes in and sometimes people can say comments that might not necessarily be like considered a full ban, but just like a timeout for ten minutes. But I don't need to tell my mods every single time Mm -hmm. like they they know my channel they've been in the channel long enough that they know how we run it and how I like my chat and stuff so it's really important that it's not just people that just come in they got to be there quite a while I think so um I when I've streamed in my jobs and for the for the media companies I've streamed with someone I think streaming alone I'd find that really hard uh how did you both um learn to do that or like was it practicing is it they're watching other people how did you go about that it's scary streaming on your own um i when i first started i would definitely have at least one other person on stream with me for like at least once a stream a week <laughs> because i was yeah. just like i can't do this on my own um if if you watch some of my like early streams back i am the most awkward bean ever i'm just <laughs> sat there like what the hell Aww. but but I was really used to talking to myself um, when I played The Sims and stuff when I was a kid. I used to talk to myself while I played The Sims Aww, anyway. That's so, so cute. <laughs> so I kind of, I guess I was already set up for streaming from being an only lonely child. Um, but it it is it's difficult. It is difficult talking to yourself, especially if no one's in your chat really and no one's talking back to you. You just have to... You have to make it work. You don't want to join a Twitch stream and someone just be silent like Scissors' first stream. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> you want to be? I did. <laughs> you want to be chatting away, and th- there's nothing more off-putting than going into a stream and there just being silence and like no chat because the the new the new viewer that you want to come in, you want to be able to like join a conversation. If they want to chat, they might not want to chat. They might just want to lurk. But if there's just you and like a couple of other people and the chat's a bit dead for a bit, don't feel bad about that. Just carry on talking about what you're doing or ask the chat questions and hopefully you'll get something back. But if there is nobody watching as well, make sure you are keeping your, your stream entertaining. Um, especially if you're on like face cam, like having you like look in deadpan at the game and not like looking like you're really enjoying it. And um, it can be, it can be quite off-putting to new people joining your stream. And another tip I would have, uh, like, I would turn off your view account. <laughs> turn off your view account. You don't need to know who's watching. That's a really good tip, watching. yeah. Um, it made me so much, like, more confident in my streams when I turned off my view account because I was consistently watching my view account and I was like, oh, it's not doing very well. And you can, you can feel that demotivation inside you as soon as you see that your view account is dropping and you're like oh no and then that that 
comes through into your audience as well they can totally notice when you're getting demotivated to stream yeah, yeah I like it they leave and then you get more demotivated <laughs> and then they leave and yeah it's a downward yeah. downward spiral I would um going back to kind of the stream stream like a hundred people are watching even if there's no one watching yes you shouldn't change your stream if you've got a hundred viewers to ten viewers like there shouldn't be there shouldn't be a difference. You should like if you showed me one clip of me having a hundred viewers, then me having ten. It should be exactly the same. Mm. Um, I guess the focus is like it's, it's the same with with receiving likes and comments and whatnot on a post that you put on some social media platform. Like there's too much of an emphasis on the numbers as opposed yeah. to the the con the content itself. If someone is starting out, it's really important to see it through the lens of that viewer themselves so you mentioned if you if you go in just focusing on the numbers and whatnot and and not giving an awful lot back in terms of conversation and content and whatnot if you wear if you, if you perform your stream through the lens of that viewer like what would you want to see mm-hmm, what would you yeah. want to enter into you know and you're, you're absolutely right even if i just walked into a physical room with loads of people and no one's talking it's the most awkward thing in the world. I'm just going to leave. So, yeah. So you, you, yeah. It has to be a welcoming environment. Although it's completely digital, you've got to be completely kind of welcoming, warm, yeah. friendly, you know, charming, all those things. And this is where it's it's difficult because if you're playing offline or not on stream, you're going to be deadpan. You're going to be ha- probably having the time of your life playing this game, but you're not <laughs> going to be giggling and smiling at it. You're going to be deadpan completely still not talking like as you're enjoying this game because you don't have an audience but as soon as you've got an audience on you've got to be on and that's why it's so i do about four hours of streaming but afterwards i'm exhausted because oh, yeah. you do have to you you have to like elevate yourself and you have to yeah. be on like i say all the time you could potentially lose a new viewer within 30 seconds of your stream i, I can't remember the statistics i used to work for shopping tv and they said you had about six seconds to grab people in before they turn over. And that's probably the same for Twitch. It's probably yeah, a little bit longer, but it's definitely the same for like Facebook videos and stuff where I do the social, like you got really, yeah, you got a very yeah. short amount of time to build that bond with the person, get their attention. They're really tiring. So I've done a few, I think the longest stream I've done is like two hours. Um, and yeah, afterwards I'm completely exhausted. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, yeah, trying to stay peppy and chatty and engaging yeah. for so long. So also be aware of that going into it. If you've not done it before, like mm-hmm. when and, I see the streamers yeah. doing like eight hour streams, like it's a lot of work. So look after yourself physically as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it does get easier when people come into your chat, like the time does fly. If you've got a really active chat, it is a lot easier to stream to a hundred people than it is to 10. I'll like give it that just because it's when conversation flows and you've constantly got new chat to talk on, like you don't need to start thinking about other things to talk about because chat is constantly flowing. That's easy. It's so difficult at the beginning, but you just got to push through it. Yeah. And you'll find that when you have more viewers, sometimes you'll just end up on the pause screen for most of it, just trying to catch up yeah. with chat. I do that so much. I'm just like, oh, you, have, you lot have gone off on a tangent. I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> sometimes I just fully ignore chat if it's gone completely off the rails. But um, yeah, it's, it's really fun, but it is so exhausting. And I, I don't know, I do, I, I stream for three hours twice a week after my nine to five job. And then I stream for six hours on a Sunday and my God. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a lot. <laughs> it's not just playing a game. Like you have to, yeah, you have to be a personality at the same time. It's yeah. a lot. So um, 
speaking about being a personality as well and like when people go into it I, i've definitely seen some newer streamers go in i think imitating other streamers trying to be i don't know trying to be ninja or something like that how do you go about finding your own voice because that's definitely not a good thing to do right you don't want to go and try and pretend to be someone else i mean imitation is obviously like flattery or whatever like i definitely looked up to a few female streamers at the start and definitely took elements of their stream into mine um but then it does take a while to just kind of find what works for you and like in the end you do realize that you just got to be you and you just got to sell yourself and being trying to be something you're not is exhausting and um yeah, I think. Again, I, sorry, that that again is a super super important point. In a, if you're a streamer or a new new person to streaming, um, the the market is incredibly saturated. You know, we find mm. that with with podcasting as well. It's it's not a new medium anymore. It's it's something that's beginning to collect some dust. So you have to really cut through, and the the one thing that anybody has that absolutely everybody else does not have is your own personality. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just just be you. And I think when, when you're kind of performing, and I remember thinking the same thing when we started um, this podcast, you know, you kind of get swept away and like, well, you know, I want to be a bit more quirky. Or I want to do this or do that. You know, just be yourself because no one else has that. Yeah. You know, um, and that people kind of really um, uh, kind of find themselves attracted to personality because that is real. It's organic mm. and it's there in front of them yeah um you know so that's an incredibly important point <laughs> i was just gonna say you will find your own voice uh, eventually um even if it feels like you're not gonna have one you will find it even if you do take elements from other people like you will eventually hone that into being something of your own like the twitch team that sis made um that i am a part of um is like full of such amazing women that all bring something different and like a lot of them I've looked up to since I started and I've probably taken bits of their streams without meaning to and like brought them into my own um and yeah you can just tell the amount of personality that is completely varying uh completely varied on Twitch with different like content and how everybody does their things are completely different but obviously everybody takes influence from everyone else and you'll find yourself eventually so talk about a little bit more about your is it stream team would you call it the because i guess it's also really important to like network and support each other and, and other streamers because yeah it's, it's a difficult job i think yeah networking is the most important it's like one of the most important things on twitch but if it's done right you're not going into streams to want to advertise yourself Mm-hmm. you want it to be a mutual advertisement so it'd be like i'll promote your stream you promote my stream but not in terms of follow for follow stuff like that like mm-hmm. view for view it's like i like your stream so i would like to show people that you stream and this is the content because mm-hmm. if you if you go into it and thinking oh but that viewer might then watch her and then she like they won't come back and watch me like it's all wrong Mm-hmm. people have their own free will and they're going to leave if they want to yes. and that's okay they don't want to watch they might not want to watch the same thing every single day i wouldn't want to watch the same show every day you <laughs> want to mix it up and say someone's doing a special event or they're doing a charity stream you want to go support them like don't be yeah. afraid to support other people yeah, they're, they're your colleagues at the end of the day not your competition yeah. that's kind of how you need to see it um but yeah it's <laughs> your community comes and goes and it will change and it will fluctuate and that's just part of how it is. But like, you should never if you if you have a favorite streamer of yours that pops into your chat every now and then, like shout them out. Let people know about them. They might be smaller than you. They might be bigger than you. You should still, you know, 
just practice that and just be nice to each other and don't join follow for follow communities just if you just join a discord and everyone's just spamming their go live links mm -mm, you don't want that that's not going to be a way you're going to gain followers but you're not going to gain viewers um yeah and and then if you want to do um streaming professionally down the line as well or you you know so then if you want to work with studios like us and like oh i've got this many followers can i have a key but we actually look at engagement that's a lot more important to us than just numbers because if you've got a smaller community but i can see your community are chatting they really care about what you want to say like we'll definitely give that person a key we're not up for like just the biggest or then you do see these like uh, streamers with a lot of followers and then nobody's in the chat or like you can tell um they haven't built a community they've they've just kind of you can buy them or, or competition and stuff so yeah yeah i'd say like if that's something that you, one of the reasons you want to do it is to have those that get keys and, and do you know exclusive streams and stuff um yeah it's about having an engaged community over just as big as possible so follow for follow doesn't seem very useful from a studio's point of view it's not, i don't think it's useful for anybody to be honest um unless you just want a big follower number it's it's not like like you said Jim. you look for engagement and you look for views rather than like active views and active engagement rather than just followers but the stream teams are really good ways of um networking and finding uh, new streamers that you might like that are in the same team isn't that right sis <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like obviously there's some teams on twitch that have applications open um and you can join up um and obviously like our team that i created i just wanted a team where like you said, they, these are like your colleagues and it's nice. We have like a little private discord and it's just nice if you want to just rant or vent about something that you don't particularly want to vent to like your viewers and maybe it's a bit more personal. You just, it's nice to be able to, because Twitch can be quite lonely in terms of your, your, like you're at work, but you're in your home. You don't see anyone, especially now with events um, shut off and stuff. It's nice to just have that space, just like a little safe space to talk about things that you don't want to necessarily broadcast on air um, and people who understand it i guess because like yeah, yeah i've only done a exactly. bit of streaming work but it's, it's it's a unique job and only other streamers are going to understand the stuff that you go through with that so yeah i guess that's a really good place to like connect with people about that and because you do need support still even if you're streaming an individual i think it's always important to have people to yeah rant to who get where you're coming from yeah absolutely it's completely important and it stops me from like just going insane so it's <laughs> nice <laughs> to just have that kind of way to um just make sure that you're not alone you know what i mean you're not alone in yeah. this journey and um it's it's tough especially when you're not at work at the moment so how do you go about planning your streams and your content uh, <laughs> <laughs> or do you is it just is it just free for all i don't know <laughs> we have to obviously plan quite heavily in my like, marketing and stuff but it's a, it's a diff different type of streaming. Um, I do like to have a general, like I, I like to know when the newest games are coming out. Um, so I like to plan a couple of weeks ahead, like, oh, this game is coming out. So I'm going to make sure I've got time for that. And then sometimes it, you get a new game, you get a key for a game in an email that morning. You're like, right, I'm going to rearrange everything to play this. Or you get an opportunity and you're just like, right, I'm going to do this. But as a general rule, I'll have... I definitely like to know what I'm playing that day. I don't like to go on stream and be like, right, what am I playing? Mm -hmm. So I used to do that a lot and it just wasn't, it just, I think people like to know, right, I'm going to mm -hmm. settle in and watch this because she's playing this at this time. Yeah. Um, but I do like to follow trends. I don't, 
especially being a full-time streamer you have to constantly try and stay current uh-huh. um, there are some days where I'm just like you know what I'm going to play I still play what I would like to play but it's definitely catered more towards what's trending mm-hmm. yeah yeah say, like how much how much energy do you put into uh uh kind of almost piggybacking on the popularity of of the game itself just to bring in more more viewers i mean i'm, I'm not a streamer so it's all very kind of new to me but is that a thing that many stream, streamers might do they specifically pick a game to increase numbers even though it might not be your your jam anyway um yeah i mean 100 percent, absolutely 100 percent. i won't play something that i really really dislike because people know i'm bored i'm not given the best like stream because I'm bored, so I don't want to play games that aren't my style. But if they are mm. my style, like I love horror games, I love um, just silly games as well. So anything like that, I will take a viewer hit for a game that I really, really do want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I I like playing um, like an up. I like playing like an upcoming indie or like a recently announced indie or a recently released indie um at least once a week but then i will i am now focusing on playing oblivion and the sims 4 as well so i only have three streaming slots a week and one of them is for an, an upcoming like a new indie and the other ones are for two games that are really old <laughs> so um yeah but there's there's a great following for oblivion and there's a great yeah. an amazing sims community out there um on twitch and it took me ages to be able to find my feet in that community because i started off streaming the sims didn't get anywhere with it and then I took a break from streaming it for a few months came back to it a little bit later after talking to other sim streamers and like being active in their chats and getting to know them and like networking and them finding out my name and knowing my name coming to my streams realizing I'm a sim streamer and shouting me out in their streams you know like there's a lot of like people if they come and find you and they know that they can recommend you to their 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 community it's a really good thing but yeah I I do like playing new games, but I, I do tend to focus on the indies. I'm so glad that um, that The Sims is getting such a such a day in the sun here because only recently I'm going off tangent a little bit now, but uh, <laughs> we're used to this. I do this a lot. Um, my my sister only recently got back into The Sims during during lockdown, and um, this it's a game series that she played religiously as, as a kid, and then you know maybe 10, 15 years just didn't touch it, but she got back into it. And knowing, I never even thought to put those two things together, the Sims and, and streaming. I'm definitely going to forward whatever link is out there from you guys. If you're streaming the Sims, you'll absolutely dig that. <laughs> I'm so glad that it, almost any game from any generation, any platform can have its day in the sun if there's mm-hmm. an audience for it, you know? That's so, yeah. so cool. Yeah, the Sims has a massive community. Unfortunately, a lot of them are, like, family-friendly, and I swear like a sailor on my streams. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do stream... I do swear less in my Sims streams, I will be honest. Um, not as much goes wrong. But, um, yeah, I absolutely love streaming The Sims. It's been one of my favourite games since, I was, like, I was a kid. So it's amazing being able to stream it. And, yeah, it's whenever I stream The Sims, the, the hours just disappear. I don't even know I, where the time goes. I thought you were going to say any any f bomb that you might drop during um, a Sims playthrough. Is it not Simlish? Is there not like an f bomb Simlish? <laughs> oh, there might be actually. There might be. I've never looked it up, but there might Gotta be. Gotta look it up. Gotta look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one last thing I'd like to ask both of you is, what do you love about streaming, and why do you do it? I'll ask uh, Grim first, and then we'll go to Sis. Okay, I I love streaming because I love 
making internet friends and I love chatting to people like it cheers me up whenever I'm in a bad mood streaming pretty much always cheers me up I mean it can go either way sometimes it can make me feel worse but most of the time it makes me feel better like I had a really like a really down day a few weeks ago and I was like not doing anything this evening I'm just gonna sit and dwell on my being miserable so I booted up The Last of Us too and I played it on stream and I haven't played it on my personal stream ever before and I had a really good time and it was really fun and Twitch the the chat was so active and everyone was enjoying themselves and I was like using all these like modifications that you can do now so I was doing like helium voices and stuff on (laughs) on the characters and stuff and it was just really fun I just I really look forward to streaming I never thought I was gonna love it as much as I have I, I do and I can't ever see myself not streaming now um even if I continue doing it part time until I'm, you know, seventy. Well, I'll why definitely shoot for that. <laughs> <laughs> why stop when I'm seventy? But like, I can, I, I couldn't imagine my life without streaming being in it now. Um, it, it is a priority for me. Like, I do plan my like, well, before lockdown, I was planning my social life around my streams because my streams are so important to me. Um, and I just, I just, I like going away. Like after my streams finish, people are always like, oh my God, that was so much fun in my Discord. I had such a great time. Thank you so much. You've really cheered me up. Like if I can just cheer up one person that day, then my whole day is made. Oh, that's so nice. Cause yeah, I often tune into your streams when I'm a bit hungover on a Sunday morning. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I've missed my friends so much over lockdown, but quite a few of my friends stream. So being able to go in and just, you know, chat crap together and watch them play, it's like, it's, it's like hanging out again. And it really helped with me missing people. Um, the same question to you says what do you love about streaming and, and why do you do it I mean it's really addictive <laughs> like you start it and you're just like oh okay this is good oh this is great and then you have a really good day and you're like oh my gosh that was the best like <laughs> like when you actually have a really good day and you've got so many viewers and the chat's really active or um you had a lot of support that day you just like the high you get from it afterwards you're like or someone comes in and they're just like you know I've had been having a really bad time and I've been watching your streams each morning and you've just kind of put a smile on my face today like honestly that's why you do it um you're there to be a little like beacon of light in like some like people's dark times which is mm-hmm. um like what other job really can you say you can like get to do that every day and mm-hmm. um I still can't believe that I've been able to be full-time for as long as I have and I'm grateful every single day that I get to wake up and um just play video games for a living you know like essentially (laughs) obviously there's so much more that goes into it but essentially that's what I do and it's allowed me to um I had a baby last year and it's allowed me to continue obviously working from home and still being with with Evie and stuff and it's I don't know it's just opened up so many doors for me that I never thought would happen oh that's so nice so I've written down a list of our uh, top 10 tips as we've been chatting So we've got create a nice space and community from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Prioritize mic over cam. Mm -hmm. Have good mods, not too many, and you've got to trust them. Um, Make sure you test what you're doing. Figure out what works for you. Go into it for the right reasons. Um, You know, just go in chasing fame, you know, go in to create this nice space and stuff and have a good time. Look for quality of your viewers over quantity and turn off the viewer count. That could definitely help you a lot. Uh, Stream like 100 people are watching, even if it's just 10. Um, network don't be afraid to support those other streamers and be yourself so I think what we've picked up here is like streaming is a lot of work but really fun and worth it right mm-hmm. yeah 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Oh, that's been good. You, you've both been really good guests. Thank you so much. I've learned loads. I can now take back into my streaming work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, think, yeah, um, thanks for every on. episode, there's always just a topic that I think, yeah, I, th- I think I know a little bit about that. I think I can hold a conversation, but continually, every time I get schooled. So, guys, it's been <laughs> having you both on. Just, it's, I mean, you, you're the first streamers I've ever spoken to. Uh, I've oh, kind wow. of casually watched some, but you're the first ones, kind of in the flesh, as it were, that we've actually had a conversation with, and it's been an absolute joy. Thanks so much. Thank you so thank much you for George. having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's been fun. Cool, and make sure you tune into their streams. We'll put all the links in the uh, in the description to show you where Sis and Grim are, and where you can find them and their stream team as well. Mind blown, streaming—it's a thing. It's out there. People are doing it. And now, all our listeners have loads of awesome tips on how to get started and to sort of figure out what kind of stream they want to do. Because you can do streaming like our guests do, or you know, as a reminder of what I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I also technically stream for a living occasionally. So if you just want to do like the occasional stream here and there, that's another option for you as well. So hmm. no, definitely something to look into. It's really fun. It's really awesome. And yeah, you meet some amazing people doing it. There's so many transferable skills you can take from streaming as well and apply mm-hmm. that to so many other walks of life, which is just so, so cool. It's, it's not just it's not just playing games, recording yourself, and then just jamming about how much you love that particular game. There's so mm. much more involved in it, and it's been so, so good getting the uh, the perspective from Grim and Sis. Like, that was mm. so, so good. Can't stress it enough. What would be the one, the one game? Maybe that one game is already out there for you, Crowbar, but, like, what would be the one game that you would like to see streamed or uh, would like to stream yourself? If, if not already out there? Um, well, any who listen to our podcast will know I'm a big fan of the Harry Potter, <laughs> early Harry Potter games. Um, I was playing them yesterday with my big sister. Um, there was one YouTuber who does a playthrough of some of these really early games, which I think is hilarious. So any more of that, I was like, people are just coming at it like the characters are so blocky and they look hilarious. Some of the dialogue's quite awkward, but the games are very charming. So yeah, anyone playing those early games, I will, I will dial into your streams. Please let me know in our in our Discord, on our socials, got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, find us on our newsletter. Yeah, if you're, if you're playing the, the early Harry Potter games, I'll be there. I always remember that one particular image. I think it's Hagrid, the PS1. PS1 Hagrid. Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we covered that in the previous season uh, about the Harry Potter games, which was amazing. Um, and the image that you showed me, it reminds me of two things, and they're both from the X-Men universe. It reminds me of uh, Juggernaut. Do you know the character Juggernaut? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got this kind of, you know, sloped head, and which kind of goes... I think it was Vinnie Jones in the films. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, Vinnie Jones and Juggernaut. <laughs> well, well, how did that happen? Oh, it was a whole um, thing. But also, the, in, in the X-Men film, again, I think it's the first one, there's uh, Senator Kelly, I think it is. So the guy turns into water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turns into water and becomes kind yeah, of mutated. That's a I massive Hagrid mood. Yeah, just because he doesn't have a neck. He's just like a big <laughs> smear, and it's just got a face printed on it. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Those games. It is. No, you're right. I mean, we, we joke about it, but it is a beautiful thing. It's a thing from an era that doesn't exist anymore, and it's just a moment in time. And do you know what I mean? I look at all the, the, the archive of games I've, I've got now, and I just think, oh, man, like, there's so many memories have been plowed into that plastic case and that disc. And it's nice when people share those on a stream because, like, the guy who streamed the Harry Potter games, he'd obviously grown up with them like me, so he was laughing at how trash they were, but he was like, but also I really love these games. They were a huge part of my childhood. And it's nice to share that with someone. It feels like chatting to a friend about it. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that's one of the things I like about streaming. If there's any old games anyone loves, 
that's yeah, definitely the sort of thing you could start streaming and, and then you'd find like-minded people in your community would come to work. Completely. Completely. I remember, um, I remember saying to, uh, producer Mike, who's been on the pod before, um, we weren't talking specifically about streaming at the time, but I, I do really enjoy um, the retro, the more retro-focused streamers that are out there. And mm. Mike and I were talking about Mario 64 because he and I had recently played it again after so many years. And just that game alone, like I, I'm going to have to look up a stream now if someone just playing this because a pr- going back to it as an adult is a completely different experience. You have a completely mm-hmm. different appreciation for something like that. So using uh, Hagrid, PS1, Harry Potter as an example, <laughs> just going back and, and reliving that through someone else, through yeah. their dream, it's so, so fun to do. It's so enlightening as well. It just feels great. It feels yeah. great. Definitely recommend. <laughs> so yeah, thanks everyone for listening and uh, join us on socials and rate the podcast as always. Helps a lot. Thanks everyone. Do it. Do it.